everybody. Welcome to, with that being said, a Root Fitness <laughs> podcast. Um, we have with us our very special doctor of physical therapy, Coach Jonathan Burke. Welcome. I almost like had a crossover between my intro for da- Dad's life and not like it's yeah. I was waiting for it. Like I was waiting for the sarcasm, kind of like fun, insulty entrance, and then that was that was very nice. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be at, here. At least he didn't say doctor with a question mark at the end of it. Like yeah, kind of like that one time. Uh, and he did kind of like shrug his shoulder when he said doctor, but you couldn't, well, maybe, oh, it's video. So you could see that if you yeah, watch, yeah, if you yeah, watch the sure. podcast, so he shrugged his shoulders. Going back and pausing, seeing if you can find the shrug. I like it. Uh, we also have with us the Alvin Kamara of nutrition, coaching, fitness, all this stuff. Miss Sarah Altabella. Ooh, that's me. And why did I switch it from Clyde Edwards-Alaire to Alvin Kamara? Because Alvin Kamara is a bad bitch, and you a bad bitch. I mean, he did have a hat trick on Sunday. You a bad bitch, I mean, I'm going to say this. He's the best in the league right now. That's quite the comparison, Sarah. That's that's great shoes to be in. I like it. Or is he in my shoes? I don't know. We don't know. We'll figure it out. We don't know. And I'm the mayor of (laughs) Rueville, Bradley Schneller. It's great to have you here today. Humble Jonathan. servant. Of- yeah, I was waiting for the humble servant. Like humble servant of the podcast world. <laughs> we're like we're all in. Um, so today, uh, we're going to talk about something that normally no one speaks about. Uh, and that, go ahead. yeah, and if it is spoken about, it's geared a lot more towards women. Right. So uh, we've we've done a podcast on female body image. Um, a lot of people talk about body dysmorphia. Geared towards women, mm-hmm. um, but no one really talks about men and how we feel about our bodies and how we project certain actions based off of those feelings and how it might affect our lives. Like people are just expected, um, or I guess men are just expected to hold that shit in. Yeah. I mean, just like we had the episode talking about kind of femininity and women's bodies and the idea of like masculine versus feminine I this I think for the most part is seen as a female issue in that if men are dealing with it it's not something you speak about no because it makes you like super vulnerable like and even, no I mean like it's it's scary when y'all asked me to do this when you texted me I was like sure and after I texted back sure I was like can we curse on this? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I had anxiety as soon as I texted back short. And I was like, holy shit. My mind went like straight to childhood. Like I could think of a handful of instances. And I was like, oh, I mean, are we going to talk about that? Like, and kind of like where all that stems from? Like, I mean, let's face it. I'm 40 and I'm still like this dude living in a little fat kid's body. So like that's we, that's how I think. So the reason yeah. we chose Jonathan, myself, and and even Sarah had some body issues in the past. So we talked about that on the last um, the female body issue, image body issue. <laughs> it sounds like we're putting out a uh, like magazine. Sports Sports, <laughs> the body's issue. <laughs> we should do that. Ooh, with plates and yes, yes. <laughs> covering the strategic parts. I'm yeah. in. Um, but so we all struggled. Shocker. In the past. Uh, oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. If if we. You and I have, never mind. I was going to say more abs combined than a lot of people put together. Okay, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So 
I had Jonathan on. Um, I wanted to have Jonathan on because he was um, heavy set growing up. It was termed husky. Husky. I I wore husky pants. Did you wear husky pants? Uh, we had to shop at a special store to wear to buy husky pants. Look, my brother, skinny, slim fit, could buy his shit wherever we wanted. Oh, hey, Jonathan, we got to go here because they sell the husky sizes. And like you, we kind of talked about this before class, but there's like things that happen as a kid that you don't take necessarily a lot of stock in. But as an adult, you realize how much it sticks with you. And if you have to make a sep, if there is like a separate shopping trip, a big ordeal just for you, like that stays with you for a long time. What is your like very first memory of being overweight or realizing you were overweight? Was it the Husky Pants or? Well, Husky Pants plays a part, right? But then like, I mean, you just start to like think back and I'm 40 and I don't even know why like all this stuff came, came to mind though in kindergarten and y'all are going to laugh, uh, for the Christmas play, guess who was fucking Santa Claus? Did you, you didn't need a pillow? No pillow needed, (laughs) my man. No pillow needed. So like, how the fuck do why should I remember that? Right. I was five. Right. And then I remember, uh, and so Husky pants all the way through my mom. It's okay. You're just big boned. There's no fucking th- such thing as big bone. I'm none. It's let's, not. Let's limit the f bombs a little bit. My mom is gonna give me a count hey, here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. There's no such thing as big bone. I heard a joke right. the other day. There's no such thing as big bone. You just got a lot of meat around that bone. Yeah. Yeah. Who comes up with this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I was labeled as big bone. I actually wasn't. I don't think I really became overweight till about fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, I don't know what was the switch there. I was always an active kid. I played mm-hmm. sports in elementary school. Um, man, I guess I just like, I, I do remember, and I've told this story before, like going to my grandfather's house uh, in the morning before school because they lived right around the corner from St. Francis Xavier and I would walk to school in the morning. Don't get too excited it wasn't really fitness when you're walking three blocks but (laughs) nonetheless I would walk to school um but I would go there and my breakfast in the morning was either cinnamon rolls uh eight oreo cookies and a glass of milk and a spoon or danish maybe maybe you were santa (laughs) danish pastries and then I might have had coffee and that coffee with it was of course like three spoons of sugar yeah Emily asked me the other day what my favorite cereal was, and and I, I had some really weird cereals like Rice Krispies. Like I loved Rice Krispies, but Rice Krispies is yeah. a relatively healthy cereal. It's but did you dump like, like a bunch of sugar yes. on top? Yes. Yeah, I put yeah. the sugar all over it, man. Did you eat like, Frosted Flakes, then dump more yes. sugar? Yes, oh, dude. Yeah, so like that's, <laughs> that's where it comes from, you yeah. know? So, yeah, ahead. no, like, so you, you have recognized all of this in hindsight, but when did y'all feel like maybe as an adult you were able to kind of put a label on these feelings and identify it for what it was and maybe that this is body dysmorphia, not this so, is who I am? All right, so, I mean, it goes back, and I've told this story before, and I'm kind of going to give, like, a couple of points, but I remember in eighth grade, it really struck me I was fat when uh, the other kids called my girlfriend, who was pretty hot. I'm going to give a shout out. Wendy Accardo, if you're out there listening to this, you're probably not, I think. Uh, but uh, 
She's pretty hot back in the day. Anyway, uh, I'll kick the coverage. I always outkick my coverage. Yeah, I like it. Always outkick like my coverage. Like to me, if I wasn't outkicking my coverage, like I, I wasn't even gonna try. <laughs> I like it. But anyway, uh, we did. We used to make out on the train tracks uh, that cross Metairie Road right there, by Carrollton and Metairie. You know, up in there, Papworth, all those streets, by Norjo's. Anyway, <laughs> next time you're driving. So the kids used to call her Love Rolls because she, I I had. What's it called? Okay. Love handles. Love handles. Um, but I had all these fat rolls, and she loved my fat rolls because she was my girlfriend, so they used to call her love rolls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are mean. Kids are Holy mean. Holy shit. Eighth grade, bro. Eighth grade. Wow. And so, you know, it's like I don't really remember, honestly, in high school – getting made fun of for being fat, which is which is kind of odd. Like, that's not a memory I have. I knew I was, but I I didn't get made fun of. So shout out to Rummel, all the people that I went to school with. <laughs> I don't remember it. So that's a good thing. But I knew I was, basically based off of that in eighth grade. Um, and then going into college, like, it was always there. And I used to exercise. I used to go to the rec. I used to do all these things and... Nothing changed, but I also remember doing all these things, then drinking a whole lot, you know, getting $15 worth of Taco Bell. $15 worth of Taco Bell, by the way, is probably like 5,000 calories, okay? (laughs) Um, Guilty as charged. (laughs) And so, you know, I was, it's just crazy. Like, I don't, I don't really remember anyone saying anything to me. But I had all these issues, I mean, all the way up until, fuck, like three or four years ago. They do, had, they had do somebody. Do you still struggle with them? Yes. And, and I'll get there. But they had someone. <clears throat> I owned Rue, okay? Um, and I was here by myself when it was like a one-man show. Um, and this guy came in to check us out. And I was squatting with my shirt off. And I was not overweight. But I don't look like I look now, okay? And I had my weight belt on. Well, anyone who ever knows, you put a weight belt on without a shirt and you squeeze it tight to do a heavy squat, all kinds of of stuff. Even me now, all kinds of stuff is hanging over everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But anyone looks awkward. I had found out later that that guy went to a hair salon, that someone overheard the conversation and he decided, he left, never came back because the owner... Looked fat. And I remember that. That was, that was like four or five years ago. Maybe a little bit longer. But, I mean, it was since I owned Rue, you know? Um, and so I began this, like, search to finally get it. And, I mean, I'm there, you know? But... It never goes away. Those thoughts never go away. And if I look at myself in the mirror, there are a million different things that I can pick apart because I spent so long in that state. I can, I mean, it's it's never good enough. I, it's never good enough. I don't think that ever changes especially when it has been that way for so long, what you can do is recognize it 
and move past it faster. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I put up a front, and I mean, it's not like Emily always said that one of the things that attracted her to me was my self confidence. Well, I wasn't confident. I just knew that I needed to be in order to, you know, hook up with a girl or find a girl or date a girl, whatever. Like I knew that I need to exude confidence, but it was never fully there. It was just, it was a front. Yeah. Because I was always super self-conscious about myself. Like if I put a shirt on, like, I mean, I used to wear like two undershirts to try to like keep my shit tight. So, so think about this. Now, I mean, I, I still struggle struggle with some of the same stuff you struggle with. But remember when you were like overweight, and we're talking like back in the day. I remember when I was overweight, and we're talking more like grammar school, middle school area before high school, even the start of high school, and being like insecure. It was really important that every hair be in place on your oh. head. It was important that your jeans were tight rolled and yes. didn't come undone. It was important that everything in your appearance, like your outward appearance, like what you put on, was spot on because inside you didn't exude the confidence to like go out there and be like, I'm just rocking whatever. Like we give you crap about like wearing scarves and tights and stuff like that, which I still don't do. But like, <laughs> well, it's not, well, but. It's not because like I I I just don't I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing like tights. I mean, y'all know me enough. Like I have to feel really good about myself to take your shirt off. To take my shirt off and do right. a workout. Jonathan's got a and, like, ten pack right now, and, and, all, and all the oblique muscles. I don't I necessarily do that. Shirt like you know what I'm saying? And like I don't, I don't know, but it's like I I always go back to being the little kid that was made fun of, that was husky, that like at a birthday party in third grade mixed it was a co-ed party at don carter's bowling alley in kenner a little skinny kid shoved a shoved a piece of cake in my face and everybody went ecstatic thought it was the best thing ever i walked to the bathroom and cried and wiped the cake off my face in hindsight now i probably would have drug him out back and kicked that little <laughs> shit out of him but as a heavy set kid yeah. who was just like fighting for approval and the popular kid who was everybody's favorite and had the nickname of wild child and was skinny and everybody loved him throws a throws a pie or a cake in my face and everybody thinks that's the funniest thing ever like you are the butt of the jokes there and i don't know if it was because i was heavy but that's what i think it was because because i was the heavy set kid in that setting yeah right? i, I used to like go ahead yeah no that's exhausting like yeah. of course you're gonna cry like you are spending that time and energy making sure that the things you feel like you can control are super in place. And then when something like that happens, whatever confidence you've put, like whatever face you've put on, it's gone. You know, it's, it wears you out. I used to shave my legs. I had earrings. I had three different colors in my hair. Um, you know, I, I made sure that like I had all the cool threads, you know, because I needed to draw attention away from my body, but then other things make me feel good. So it's so funny you said that because I felt the exact fucking same way. All right. Like I had to spend $60 on a haircut every two weeks because it made me feel confident. Mm -hmm. You know, anything that I could do that would draw attention away from my body, I did. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is as I got older or got to where I am now, I don't do any of that shit because it doesn't matter. Like I feel right. awesome. 
So I don't care how much my haircut is. I don't, you know, right. like, I, let's let's be real. I care how I look, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. right. But, but it's not the same, you know. I stopped shaving but, my legs. But I stopped you, doing this. But you, you know? still struggle with when you look in the mirror. When I look in the mirror, I judge the shit out of myself. Yeah. Oh, No one is a harsher critic to their body than me. And that yeah. is still get it. to this day. I get it. You know, and, and I mean, my mother-in-law makes a joke, and it's a pretty funny joke, that I've never met a mirror that I didn't like. I've heard that before. But that's because I'm not doing what people think I am. People think I'm looking in the mirror and maybe checking myself You're out or admiring it. in front of the mirror. No, I am judging the mm-hmm. shit out of myself mm-hmm. in front of that mirror. Yeah. And it's like, I can't stop. And it's still to this day. It is still till this day. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I've seen, y'all know I don't work out unless I feel, like without a shirt on, unless I feel really good about myself. I'm jealous of the person that comes in here that isn't counting macros and watching what they eat and that is comfortable enough in their skin to take their shirt off and walk around and jump and hang from a bar and do whatever they want any time of the year like I do it now but I feel like I have to be dialed in and I have to feel like I look look the part it's funny I don't know about y'all but like for example they have like people of Walmart who are wearing things that none of us would ever wear right yet I would feel almost resentment like how is this person so confident to not care like I love the healthy body I have I love what I do but I don't want to care so much Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I mean, I would, even when I started to take my shirt off, because I mean, I've been taking my shirt off for probably since I started CrossFit and because like, that's the thing to do. Right. Um, and you might think I'm confident, but you know what I'm doing? I'm not, you won't see me sitting with my shirt off or if I'm sitting, I'm sitting back right to where I'm not hunched over now i don't give a shit like i'll hunch over like, so when was the last time we did beach brawl like two couple couple years ago. couple years ago yeah. so i had done beach brawl i think i was the first ones that told y'all yeah. to be at beach brawl so i had done it like four or five years prior i've done beach brawl probably i think eight times i've only felt and this is in the sun at the beach everybody's got their shirt off i've only felt comfortable enough in those eight times to, I think, compete shirtless one or two times. Yep. In those times. I mean, beach runs, shirt. Burpees in the sand, shirt. Like, just not, and I wasn't, wasn't overweight, but I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I don't look like those people. Like, and, and in my head, it's like, I'm that really, I'm really heavy set compared to. And look, I, I want to, I want to pause for a second and say, I, I know. I know my mom's going to listen to this right now and she's going to beat yourself, herself up about this. And I'm telling you, don't beat yourself up about this. I am super proud of who I am today. And who I am today is because of you and dad and how you raised me. So so don't beat yourself up about that. I mean, you just didn't know. And (laughs) 
Not enough people know. So, health and fitness wasn't what it is today back then. No. And how do you, how you don't know how to talk about these things? We don't, as adults, we don't know how to broach this subject a lot. You especially don't know how to do it when you're 12, 13, 16, and you feel like you're the only one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you feel alone, it doesn't matter what kind of support you actually have around you. You are already in that headspace. You don't know how to begin to bring it up. And it kills me. It kills me. It kills me. It kills me to see seven-year-olds super husky or or overweight you know like 10 year olds 11 year olds you know because they don't have a choice they're not they're they don't get to buy their food they're not buying their food and i would be willing to bet that a lot of parents don't know and maybe some do know but i can tell you this like and i'm gonna say this and i don't want anyone to get upset but the laziness to just let your kids or you to go to Canes all the time or McDonald's or whatever the fuck it is, okay, because your kid's pitching a fit because that's what they want. I want you to think about the consequences in the future that you're forging right now by not taking a stand and seeking out help on how to help your kid right now because there is a whole fucking generation of overweight kids and it's just getting a larger percent of the population and these kids are fucked for their future and it's going to take a long time for those kids to repair the damage that happens in those early years that they do not have control of oh sorry well yeah and physical stuff aside what about the mental and emotional stuff? Yeah, I, I think I think it's all it's all tied in, right? So like, you get these habits, and and so I I'll I'll even like fast forward it to where we are now, guys, in in, in the health and fitness world. So I I have a lot of patients that come into my clinic that you know are essentially addicted to exercise, which leads to some injuries, and I have a hard time communicating with them because at one point they were heavy and may have felt like we feel you know what I'm saying and so they are so scared of stepping away from the gym just for a minute to let their body heal because they're going to lose all their see it every day here and they relate very much with us like because I was the heavy set kid in grammar school or high school, Jonathan, and I didn't have any friends and I didn't play sports and I got made fun of. And now I'm in a good space where I'm like fit and I'm crushing workouts and I'm doing all these different cool stuff and people don't look at me as that person. But like that is the biggest thing they're scared to go back to. And it's really hard. I mean, in in essence, like, again, it's still an ongoing struggle. I think no matter what my fitness level will ever be, it is an ongoing struggle. Like, I'm very happy where I am now, but I know I'm not going to count macros for Thanksgiving. And I guarantee you, over those four days, it's going to be a complete mind F of me because it's going to really 
do some things to my body because I've been eating rather clean and doing some different things, but I just want to kind of like take a break from it for a second. But at the same time too, mentally, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people that struggle with weight growing up that do kind of break that label, the husky kid, the overweight kid, whatever it is, they break that. They're seen as fit. I would say 99% of us then develop disordered eating. Oh, yeah. And this disordered relationship with exercise and this absolute fear of going back to the way things were. I mean, this weekend, I ended up eating out way more than I usually do. And I have been in this long game, like this game long enough to know that literally – Eating normally for like five days, I will 100% feel like myself again. Mm -hmm. But even today, it wasn't until after the workout was done where I was like, I noticed I kept my shirt on the whole time because I was not feeling like Mm -hmm. my leanest self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I think what, what you went to, Bradley, with like looking in the mirror, always being like our biggest like critic and always like tearing ourselves down and like i don't i i mean i don't think it just stops there i mean i i think i do that in so many avenues of life but i learned it from being the overweight kid and look if we're being super honest like that what happens there and like what you go through can create all kinds of ancillary problems that you wouldn't even think of. And, you know, for example, like as your body starts to change and you start looking differently and people might show you attention because of it, well, you start to crave that attention. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You didn't have it for 20 something years. And it's like, oh shit, people are giving me compliments. Like, and now all of a sudden you start seeking compliments. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, but it's like something that is unexpected, you know, or it, it might affect how you handle other people or, you know, mm-hmm. your job or whatever. Like there's all kinds of mental side effects that this can cause. And honestly, like the best way to get through it is to be open, honest with someone about it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're not doing nutrition coaching, I would say to seek nutrition coaching and, and try to get in touch with yourself, figure out what's going on there. And that's honestly, uh, that is a, where I think that what you just said, get in touch with yourself and figure out what's going on. Being in that process, and it's an ongoing process, is a very scary and uncomfortable place to be. You know, if, if you if you're seeking help of a nutrition coach or or you know, therapy or, or a therapy, it is it is an uncomfortable place to be um, as far as like pointing out some things and making you think really long and hard about who you are and kind of like what you become. And that's like a scary thing. It's like, again, it goes back to like fronts and on the outside, like people could look and say they got to figure it out. And, and, and I know, it, and most of us don't like, and, and that's, that's honestly, that's okay. Like it's okay not to have it all. And we're talking out. to you guys, like all the men out there, like it's okay 
to be vulnerable and let people in on this and this fear because I, I it, look, I'll, I'll say it like Jonathan and I look really freaking good right now. Okay, there's a reason we take our pi- a picture with our shirts off after endurance on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying to up our dad like podcast. Yeah, that we need uh, part of followers. Week. We need yeah. the likes on Instagram to feed in our egos because yes. of this. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but you know, kind of sort of. But anyway, um, I know there's other people out there that deal with this and feel this. If we have, um, yeah. and here here's where we are today. So tell a friend let someone in and let it out. Like that's the only way the healing process can begin. There are, I can look back at my time here at Rue and think of like a handful of male members that I would venture to say were feeling this way, didn't know how to make it better after starting CrossFit. Oh my gosh, my, it should change overnight. And then they just kind of disappeared because they didn't feel comfortable talking about it. Mm -hmm. So so it's kind of interesting. I think we're all like after like our best physique and different things. And to be honest, like you can change your appearance because I think Bradley and I go through this. You can change your appearance and look like really good. I'm not saying we do. I'm just saying you can, right? But if you still think of yourself as the fat kid in third grade who got a cake shoved in his face, it doesn't matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something like, you know, when y'all asked about the podcast, I immediately went to that and been like, that really like, that's stuck. Like, I mean, I'm 40, that's what, were you nine? That's 30 plus years ago. And I was like, that really stuck. That was a long walk to the bathroom while everybody was laughing, while I got a cake shoved in my face by this skinny little ass kid. Like, you know, and like, I remember the mom, like telling my mom, you know, Jonathan just handled it so graciously and he was just What are we like, supposed to do? And, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Like, all the other know, kids think it's funny. Fuck. Right. All the other kids think that's funny. Like if that's happening to my son, I'm wanting him to pummel that kid right there in front of everybody. But that's just like, because like that's pent up anger for me. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but it's like. Why do you think my son takes jujitsu? Yeah. Cobra Kai forever. <laughs> well, but like, in hindsight, I'm listening to that and I'm like, pissed. This mom should have been like, this was not okay. I don't know. It's, but like, it's, he kept it together. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like when you're insecure like that, oftentimes you don't stick up for yourself in situations because you want to be liked and you want to be accepted and you don't want to like rock the boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that is a tough place to be. So I don't know how many people know this, um, but in college, Jonathan did a, you did a bodybuilding competition, right? Well, I did like a before and after show uh, or before and after like competition. So the story, like I dated this chick, yada, yada, yada. We broke <laughs> up. No, tell us the yada. No, so, no. So I dated this chick. Um, we broke, we broke up. Um, I was like brokenhearted. Um, this, this will be funny. I like watched the same movie in my, in my frat house room forever, like every day. 
Uh, I think it was Varsity Blues. Shocker, right? <laughs> and then um, there's a Phil Collins song that I listen to like every day. I forget what it was. Something about like walking away or something like that. <laughs> every day. And then I was actually working at the student rec center and my boss there was like, oh, there's this muscle and fitness magazine. You should do this competition. So like, would you look like at this point? Um, I mean, probably I was probably like 185. I wasn't fat, but I didn't have abs. And then I went to like 176 at like 4% body fat and got like tan. He was shredded. Got like tan painted on me. Can you find us the pictures? Yeah, I can find. When I saw this photo, I was in a calendar. That was like my claim to fame. Jonathan, I thought it was your head on someone else's body, and not (laughs) in like this pose and everything. It was. It it wasn't even like I didn't think you were capable of looking that way. I was like, it was the pose. It just really threw me off. I was like, but but I like dove into something to like get my mind off of like the breakup and I like went all in and like worked out twice a day and I how ate was six you, meals a day of the exact same how thing. How was your every psyche day. through this? Did your did you th- picture your childhood? Do you remember that? Like were you able to block it out? Did it fuel it? Like talk to me. Uh I think it fueled it because like once you started to see changes and I had, I mean, I was a high school athlete and I never had abs and all of a sudden like I'm starting to see some abs. I'm starting to see some definition and I like got like hooked and I was like all in I remember coming in for Mardi Gras that year and everybody's drinking on the parade around I me mean, I'm in college I'm drinking diet coke and eating tuna out the can like I was like in it this is what I try to tell people is and this is true is as soon as you start seeing some really tangible results it's easy to say no to a lot of things mm-hmm. two questions with that when you were going through it how were you feeling like were you exhausted and then looking back, like once you hit that point, you saw those photos, was that enough? Like, was that good enough? So it's kind of interesting. So yes, I was tired because I was on a strict schedule, but I right. was also living in the fraternity house where the parties didn't stop. You know, I remember almost fighting a fraternity brother because they came into my room for like an after party. I'm in bed and they, they pulled out the grilled chicken that I prepared and started eating it and I oh. was pissed. So like, cause, cause you're already kind of like you're, you're in a, in this state of not eating a shit ton of food. Right. So you're hungry. And then any little thing towards that, like the last three weeks, any little thing could get you to pop off. Right. Right. Uh, and then was it enough? So I'm going to say this in that moment, it was awesome. The pictures were great. I was like, Holy shit. Look at that. From then, in th- in three or four days, I went haywire because my diet was so strict for eight weeks, mm-hmm. and I gained like twenty pounds. Wow! Cookies, pizza, anything I want, beer, so it's like you reverted right back. Yep. To- boom! Just everything. Boom. Now, where you are now from then, how much more sustainable do you feel now? So here's the, here's the thing. Back then, when I was doing that, I was working out. I did cardio in the morning hungry before I before I did anything uh before I ate and I had a can of tuna fish for my last meal before seven o'clock I might not go to bed till midnight because of studying or whatever right. no beer anything right now I think I, I just did a scan today and I'm a little bit under eight but like he's 7.9 percent I fat. drink I drink beer most days of the week like I've eaten ice cream I work out no more than Five days a week. Most of the days, it's most times it's four. Like, and that's not always. And, and your workout sessions are like 
20, 30 well, it minutes. depends. One day is a 20 minute. One day could be a long run. One day could be a Rue workout, like, or two Rue workouts, one, two long runs, or two runs. The key runs, here, like, though, is, is kind of you have a plan for your calories, how they yeah. should look, where they should no. go, that type of thing. No, I, I, I mean, honestly, since I've done like the nutrition coaching with you, it's just been being more aware, right? So, like, before I thought I was eating healthy, but I was eating a ton of fat. That's it. Like made a couple of changes and then over time being consistent with those changes has really paid dividends. And I want to constantly, I, whenever I say that, I say that a lot too. Like I was eating so much fat or, or you just said it, you know, whoever. I want to remind people that fat is good. Fat fuels your brain. It fuels your hormones. Mm-hmm. It's amounts and proportions and how it's balanced out right. with everything else. I will say too, you include your beer consumption. Like it's not oh, like yeah, you're yeah. eating mm-hmm. really healthy and then you can drink whatever because you're eating well. No, it's like calculated. That's oh, calculated it's, into yes, your yes. Mm-hmm. intake. You know, yeah. it's thought out. It's not Correct. just yeah. just because. I'm not saying you should drink beer every day, but I enjoy it. So um I don't know. I think my coach thinks, I think, what, two to three days of non-drinking beer? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> the Burke, Hulk, it's a Burke household could definitely go to two to three nights. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. I'm down. Um, shit, how, I mean, how do you feel today? So, I mean, just overall in general? Uh, comparatively speaking. Like, overall, I feel good. But here's the thing. I can still look at myself in the mirror and see a ton of stuff that I don't like. And that I don't know I don't know if that'll ever change. Does that make sense? I'll say this, I am getting better. I don't judge myself as harshly. Um and it's switched a little bit to shit like all right, that looks better. Let me see where I can go from here, you know? And it's funny, like, I had a, I remember having a conversation maybe nine months ago because I felt like I was pretty lean and I was doing all these right things and in my head. And someone told me, actually, this was during quarantine. Um, and they said, uh, oh, the only way you're ever going to get rid of your love handles is micro... Uh, Whatever, whatever. Liposuction. Yeah. Something something liposuction. And I was like, fuck, are you serious? You know? And I didn't think it could happen. I am telling you, the way I look now, I did not think was possible. I did not think I could achieve it. And so there is a little bit, and I, and I mean like in the last month, where I do look in the mirror and I'm like, holy shit. This is amazing. Like anything is possible with the right plan, the right nutrition coaching, um, and work in the plan. Like you got to work, work the, plan. In the plan, and you have to say yes to the plan. You have to say yes to yourself. You have to say yes to the plan. If you cannot do those things, you cannot. I mean, achieve what you want to accomplish. And here, here's the thing: what a lot of I think a lot of people don't realize is like. You yourself are worth, you're worth it. Yeah. Like you're worth the time and effort it takes to make you feel better about yourself, to make like, to give you some more confidence and more belief in yourself to be better at whatever you want to be. Like you're worth that time and effort. It's also never too late. No. 
it's never too late. And if, if you're looking at reasons, well, you know, I'm this year's old, whatever. I mean, do it for your kids, do it for your friends, do it for your family, do it for yourself. No, I, I think it really only works if you do it for yourself. You can throw all these other like people in and that's all said and great. But when it really comes down to it, it's got to be done for you. And people are like, oh, that's selfish. No, no, no. Your self-care and self-worth is not selfish because once you can dive into that stuff and you gain some momentum, like you can achieve anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, when you start seeing and feeling those mm-hmm. changes, you want to keep it going. Right. And remembering, especially for someone who's struggling with this, you are always going to be the last person to see it. You are living in this body day in and day out. And even if you are already confident in who you are, you're going to be the last one to see these things. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I agree. I love it, y'all. Um, thanks, so. thanks for having me on. I was super anxious about this topic. Um, I am glad we got to share it. Because some of the stuff I said, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I've told my wife about the pie in the face you know what i'm saying that's just something like you feel like a shame that that even happened to you does that make sense yeah like you know so be vulnerable y'all let us know um if you're looking for help you can go to stackedcoaching.com that's stackedcoaching.com uh we do free nutrition consults you can set up an appointment uh, and see what we're all about. Uh, make sure to check us out uh, on Instagram. You can check out Rue underscore fitness. <laughs> I forget. Good job. Shrug yeah. your shoulders. <laughs> Rue underscore fitness. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, a rating, and... Only nice words. Only nice words. Words count. Uh, and please share us with a friend. So we appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye.